one of the biggest priorities in my role is producing written content every week. So three blog articles a week, among other things. So if we zero down on that part of the role, that's changed dramatically from a planning perspective and from a writing perspective. From the planning perspective, my cognitive load has reduced significantly because when you write an article, you don't just sit down and start writing an article. I mean, you can- It's not just the writing. It's not the right way to do it. You have to plan, you have to research, you have to understand, you know, who is my target audience? What are their motivations? What are the questions they're asking? What are their follow-up questions? What are their objections? And and ChatGPT, if you train it correctly and you give it the correct guidelines, can take away that cognitive load. So that's one aspect that um, has changed in my role due to that. Um, another aspect that's changed dramatically is the writing. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast. My name is Moby Sadiq, and I am not joined by Mr. Tony Cow. Mr. Tony Cow is uh, hopefully having a baby right about now. We're not exactly sure, but I've got a special treat for you guys. I'm joined by Mr. Luca Troisi. How are you, Luca? I am great. Super excited for this podcast. How about you? Awesome, man. Awesome. Now, the reason why I want to have Luca on, he is our resident content manager at Red Pandas. Uh, how long have you been um, at Red Pandas? Bit over a year now, actually. It's really been a year. Yes, but well, you don't remember. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't do anything for you one year, is it? No, you didn't. I was expecting a cake and some flowers. I thought it was been like and... nine months, but I, I know that's fine. That's fine. Well, okay, fine. Obviously, it's been here for over a year, but um, obviously. Uh, it's a big, big part of the Red Pandas team. If you've ever seen any articles, if you've seen our social media stuff, um, Luca takes care of all of that. that. That's him and his team underneath him. So um, big, big part of what we do. But the reason why I was so excited to have you on is AI is a huge part mm. of what you do. Yeah. Um, we'll get back to that because I think that that'll definitely be the featured um, area of the show today. But before we get there, let's talk about some news. What's making news today, Luca? What's our first news story? All right, cool. So first things first, Google's introduced a new AI search function. Um, this has already been out for a while. It appears at the top of search, but they're introducing image and video to that. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, Moby? Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny when you shared this with me because I was trying to get my head around it. Yeah. So, you know, people are starting to call this search generative experience, so SGE. So great, another acronym we need to know. <laughs> but essentially, like when you showed it to me, I guess it's kind of like having ChatGPT top of your search, mm -hmm. right? Like a little widget. If you guys ever saw our episode where we did on Bing, where we were playing with the Bing thing, um, or if you've ever played with Bing with the chat with the ChatGPT integration, it's kind of very similar to that. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying now, it, there's going to be images and videos as well as generative text as yeah, well. Yeah, and I think it's just a testament to Google prioritizing content and all forms of content now and a testament to how, like as a brand, if you want to succeed, you need to be producing content as much as possible and in many different formats. Yes, because... And it's funny, right? Um, I saw something in our research around the fact that they were saying like, okay, it's going to upend uh, SEO, yeah. right? But the thing is like when you think about it, Luca, like more than – I think 50 – no, 53% of searches on desktop and 57% of searches on mobile don't result in clicks anyway because Google gives you the answer, mm. right? Like if you did Matilda's versus Wales soccer – Go the Matildas, unfortunately, didn't make it through. But if you, <laughs> if you did that, you don't have to click through. Like it, Google will give you that little rich snippet and you'll get the score there, right? Mm. Um, similarly, for one of the terms uh, we were looking at today, like I think it was like Red Pandas. Sorry, it was like HubSpot Agency Australia. We get that rich snippet like or how much does HubSpot cost? It pulls it out. So this is like nothing new. Like a lot of SEO people are going to be like, oh, now you got it. But like 
really, Luca, what you said is right. You've got to focus on that content. Mm. The best time to do that was probably five years ago. The second best time is today. Yeah, I totally agree. So you've got to focus on that content for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's the next part? What's, what's, what else we got cool. making news today? Um, so chat GPT-4. So it's actually being used to reduce the cost of human labor for content moderators, which is really interesting. And what's content, quickly for everyone else, what's content moderation? So content online? moderation typically is uh, moderating... Like let's say uh, there's a website with user content, user comments and stuff like that. Content moderators will um, go over that user content, make sure that it sticks to the guidelines and policies, whatever that is for that particular website. Um, and that obviously takes a lot of time, energy and cognitive load and ChatGPT is being used to reduce that, um, which some are arguing might be detrimental to you know the workforce. But you know, I have other opinions. What, what are your thoughts on this? I want to hear your opinion. <laughs> the line that made me laugh yeah. in the story was, this could reduce the mental health burden on human <laughs> moderators. It can also be argued it will actually reduce the human moderators yeah. <laughs> and thereby resulting in more mental health issues. So when you it, put it that way, it's, it's it, it, like, yeah, I, I find it quite funny. It's like, guys, just be real with us, man. Mm. Like some people are going to lose their jobs and some people aren't. Um, what's your take on this? So it's interesting you say some people are going to lose it and some aren't. And I think that's key. I think the people that aren't going to lose their jobs are the ones that embrace the AI and they actually learn how to use it because when it comes down to it, AI isn't human. Uh, it's a form of intelligence that humans use to improve processes, right? So it's important to be able to use it because then once you can use it, you can then um, do your job quicker, faster, more efficient. And those are the people that businesses are going to want to hire. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You're not going to lose your job to AI. You're going to lose your job to someone who knows how to use AI. Exactly. For sure. Um, and cool, last one. This is not an AI, AI one, but what's our last news story today? So Google answers why a site doesn't rank well despite having good technical SEO. Such a good one. Yeah, this one's so interesting. So um, John Mueller explains why a website might not rank in Google even when it doesn't have good SEO. And there's a quote that I wanted to read out about this, which I kind of wanted your thoughts on. So he says, a good way to think about this is to compare it to the offline world. As a restaurant, does using the right ingredients and cooking in a clean kitchen mean you'll get a lot of customers? So yeah. it's the same sort of thing with uh, technical SEO versus creating content and creating value on your website. Yeah, this is – so John Mueller, by the way, he is for um, anyone who knows, he's part of Google. He's one of the head SEO guys there. And even he says, right, there are shortcomings of Google's own advice on SEO. Yeah. Because their advice is like, you know, do everything technical, make everything fast. And the other thing too, the other people who have to blame for this, Luca – is everyone who does SEO courses, right? Like, you know, SEMrush, which I love SEMrush, by the way, but SEMrush has an SEO course. Even HubSpot too. Like I love HubSpot, but they're, they're part of the problem as well. Mm. Because, but when you think about it, when they're creating a, a course, they need to do something that's easy and tried and tested. So they're like, do H1s, to put the meta descriptions, you know, make sure this the keyword is used here. So it's always very basic advice because I think they really struggle to go beyond that. Mm -hmm. But I love, like one thing I like about John Mueller, even though he works for Google, he's he's like this old guy now. He's been there for years. Like he should have grandkids. I don't know why he's still there. He hasn't retired yet. Mm -hmm. But he kind of just tells it how, how it is. Yeah. You know, he's like our own advice isn't that great. And even he says that like he talks a little, he only really touches on it, but the site promotion is really important. You know, like you've got to do content, you've got to build a brand, you've got to promote stuff, you know, you've got to do all of that. Um, the last thing I'll say on this, which I really liked, he said that 
That said, if a site can't rank well for low competition keywords, that may be a sign that maybe there's still a little more to learn about SEO. Mm. There's a bit more you can do there, which is a good point. So how much should you do it? It's a really good litmus test, I guess. If there's a really low competition word, keyword and you can figure that out from free tools on Google AdWords or Google Ads or SEMrush, it's low competition, low volume, and you still can't rank for it, then you probably have bigger issues, technical issues at bay. Yeah. But you and I talk about this because our industry is one of my biggest bugbears is SEO agencies are still ripping people off with technical SEO. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's a it's a lot about content now. Like even looking at what we're doing with Red Pandas, like producing three articles a week consistently every single week, we're seeing the traffic climb significantly every single month. Um, and that's not from you know, delving into and focusing on technical SEO, like you said, yes, you have to do it to a certain extent to get it to a certain point, but then it's just about content production. And there are SEO agencies taking advantage of that gap in knowledge simply because Google doesn't acknowledge that, um, which kind of sucks to be honest. Oh, it's hundred percent. It's the people taking advantage of that. Now I will say one thing, right? Like we had a client come to us and they're like, oh, we want, you know, we have an agency doing SEO. We want you guys to do it now. And what I said to them was like, guys, um, you don't need to do this type of SEO. Like, do is there any content involved? Is there any uh, videos? Is there anything mm. else involved? User experience? They're like, oh, look, it's just SEO. And I had to educate them, right? Because you're right, people are taking advantage on, guys, you don't need to pay someone technical SEO every single month. What I did say to them though, like just credit where it's due, I said, look, let us do an audit, mm-hmm. pay us for the audit. We'll tell you all the items in the audit, execute on that audit. And then maybe a year from now, again, you do another audit. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you need to do anything, then cross that bridge when it gets there. But don't be ripped off by someone. I, honestly, the, the takeaway here is if you don't understand what they're doing and they can't explain it to you in a way that you can un- understand or a 15-year-old can, then you're getting ripped off. For sure. And if you have a limited amount of resources, you want to put that towards content over those optimization points, you know? so 100%. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Let's move on. The, I'm really excited about this. Our featured buzz and why the reason why you're here today, Luca, is using content uh, using AI in the content generation mm-hmm. creation process, right? I'm so excited for this. Is it like so? Last night we, we know we caught up last night, um, Luca and I. And I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. You know, let's let's go over our stuff in half an hour. Um, <laughs> and Luca just started, and I was like, like mind blown. Like hour and a half later, I'm like, oh my god, this stuff is amazing. So if you guys are listening on a podcast, wherever you guys listen, great you'll get the gist of this, but if you want to see, so Luca will be sharing his screen. If you guys want to see what he's doing and the prompts and, and whatnot, then definitely check out redpandas.com.au forward slash EP144. And you can see the video version of this. You can see what Luca looks like as well. <laughs> um, but also in the show notes, we'll share any references or um, you know any, any kind of tips and tricks we can share as well. But okay, cool. My first question for you, Luca, is... Now, obviously, you've been at Repentance for a year, apparently, over a year, right? Um, and AI really, AI has been around, but in terms of the mainstream, I guess, you know, understanding or buzz really happened in January when ChatGPT yeah. came out. So my question for you is like, you, you've been here pre and post that transition. Right. How has your role shifted as a content producer, content manager before ChatGPT and after ChatGPT? Yeah, I think there's really two ways that has changed. Um, uh, so just for the audience, um, one of the biggest priorities in my role is producing written content every week. So three blog articles a week, among other things. So if we zero down on that part of the role, 
that's changed dramatically from a planning perspective and from a writing perspective. So from the planning perspective, my cognitive load has reduced significantly because when you write an article, you don't just sit down and start writing an article. It's I mean, not, you can't- It's not just the writing. Yeah. It's not the right way to do it. You have to plan, you have to research, you have to understand, you know, who is my target audience? What are their motivations? What are the questions they're asking? What are their follow-up questions? What are their objections? And when you actually, uh, you know, approach an article in that way, you have a better outcome when you write 100%, it. 100%. So with ChatGPT- And on that, Luca, sorry yeah. to interrupt you. That's the point where, and I try to stress this a lot with, with people I speak to, between just writing an article and writing a they ask you answer article. Totally different. That's why you need like, and not necessarily from us, just get the training, get some courses online if you can find it on Impact Plus. Uh, but that's why you need a coach because there's a difference between just writing and I'm just going to write with keywords to what you said their motivations, their drivers, like all that stuff. Like, yeah. But it takes time. But the point is now you're saying that that time can be heavily reduced if not removed. Yeah. And well, it's time and cognitive load because, you know, planning those things takes mental effort. You have to really think strategically about who you're targeting. Um, and ChatGPT, if you train it correctly and you give it the correct guidelines, can take away that cognitive load. So that's one aspect that um, has changed in my role due to that. Um, another aspect that's changed dramatically is the writing aspect, which is yeah, really awesome. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. So you got that planning aspect, yeah, and then you got the writing aspect. Talk to us about how that works and i think this is probably a really good point for you to share some examples as well yeah so i'm going to share an example of how to uh create an introduction with chat gpt so what i've discovered um is that the more guidelines you give chat gpt to a certain extent the better output you're going to receive so what i've done here i've created two examples i've done an example without a guideline just asking it to create an introduction on a topic that it would know about. Yeah, so what's that? Read that example out. So the prompt I gave was, can you write an introduction for the blog article titled, What is a Local SEO? Um, now, the reason I chose Local SEO is because there's lots of articles already on that on Google. ChatGPT would know about it. Now, it gave me, this is without any guidelines, it gave me an introduction. And if you read this, if you're watching the video and you can read this introduction, you can see that it's not bad. It's good. It's not great. It's something to write home about. Yeah, it's not the best thing in the world. Like it's okay, right? And the reason it's not great or the best thing is because it doesn't it doesn't write from the perspective of you know those customer pain points and those objections and those questions they're asking. Mm. So what I've done in the second example is I've created a guideline. So what I've done is I've I've taught ChatGPT how to um, create a content plan and that content plan includes things. I love this. Yeah. So this, yeah. this, I mean, this is like scratching the surface, but read out that sentence on how you trained it. Just that first sentence for right. people listening. I would like to teach you how to create a content plan that considers the target audience. And th this second sentence is really important because otherwise it's going to spit out too much info. After reading through all of the above, simply acknowledge that you understand and then I will give you the task to create a plan for me next. So just pause there. So I love this, right? Because sometimes you will just try to give instruction. They'll start answering. You're like, yeah. look, I'm just going to give you information. Hold five. Yeah. Don't give me an answer yet. Just, just acknowledge. Just acknowledge that you've received this. You understand it. And then create a plan for me, right? Yeah, it's like, ChatGPT, wait. Like, like you, know, you know, like, yeah. you know, hold off, boy. So yeah, and then you've got, and we won't read out all of them, but then you've got a plan for the following blog articles. Uh, actually, yeah, just read I'll out the read first it, one yeah. there. Yeah. So a plan answers. So then I explain what a plan is. So a plan answers for any blog article, the following questions. Who's the target audience? What the motivations are? What the initial questions are, et cetera. And, uh, you know, the other questions um, are just related to the target audience. And then just says, yep, I understood. And it summarizes what you've given it. 
And it's like, then it says, please provide details for the topic you want me to create a content plan for. Yeah. Yeah. Now you get it, you ask it to create a content plan. So that could be as simple as saying, could you create a content plan as per the above guidelines for the blog article titled, what is local SEO? Yeah. Then it's going to produce a content plan answering those questions. So it's going to, you know, give you the target audience, the questions, the motivations, um, and I love this. the like table some of, of contents. Let's, let's slow some of this down. You got... Uh, what they're looking for, motivations, audience, initial questions, objections. Yeah, like isn't SEO, isn't general SEO enough to answer my business? Like it's funny. What I love about this example, Luca, you didn't just say that you, um, this is the areas of the plan that I want and then give it the areas. It gave it to you. Yeah. You're like, okay, all right, uh, ChatGPT, this is what a content plan is. Can you acknowledge? Yeah, I get it. Awesome. All right, now give me a content plan based on those factors for this topic. And it's like, okay, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So it's, kind of, it's like it knows it already, but it didn't bother because you weren't specific. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's actually interesting. You say that because I find the more specific I am with chat GPT, the better outcome I get in, in most scenarios, not in all. Yeah. Um, and that's something you have to keep in mind when you're writing or developing prompts. Cool. All right, cool. So then you, it gave you a plan and then it's still, we're still not writing the article. It's just giving you a plan. Exactly. So the there's plan, a few extra yeah, steps yeah. here, but it's worth it. So it gives you a table of contents as well. Then this is the smart part. So now what you say, um, I'm going to keep this paragraph short. So basically, essentially what you tell ChatGPT mm. now is, okay, we are writing a blog article called, uh, titled, What is Local SEO? Below, I'm going to provide you information on the target audience and the table of contents, etc. Can you use the information to write the article? Make sure to follow um, the content plan below. And then the most important thing you have to say or it's going to stuff it up is I want you to write each part step by step. Start with the introduction, then we'll review and move on to the next step. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So th this was an epiphany for me too. You didn't say go write the article now. You no. said just give me the introduction and stop at that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't have an example for this, but um, just to explain it, if you um, don't, like if you ask it to write it all in one go, it's going to give you less detail and less information. When you ask it to write step by step, the output is better. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's because, you know, ChatGPT has a character limit. Um, I don't know if there's another reason for it, but I've discovered that. Yeah, these are just hacks. This space is so new. Like these hacks that you're sharing are really important. Mm, it's like people sure. not going to think about this stuff. Cool. All right, so let's fast forward. And then so the last important point is after you ask it to write the introduction, you basically, the information it gave you on the content plan, you basically copy and paste that. And that's the information it works with to then produce your introduction. And then if you look at that introduction, you know, it, it really- much better. It talks to the customer. It sounds real. And I would still have to go and edit this to get it to the standard we want, but- this is a great introduction compared to what we had before. It takes the cognitive load off me. It, mm. it gives me a place to start working from as opposed to coming in from scratch. And that's really the key here. Yeah, amazing. It means you can get more done. And that's how like, it's it's so funny. You know, I talk to a lot of clients about the right content manager to hire and what you can expect out of them. And that's how you get your three articles done. You do stuff on the, <laughs> yeah. the this is the only way. It's the only way, right? You get stuff on the website done. You're writing scripts for videos. And also you're working with, you know, like someone else to create the captions and stuff. Like you're overseeing the whole thing. Yeah. So like, you know, not to blow smoke up Luca's ass, but <laughs> a good content manager should be able to write those articles, send newsletters, create content captions, write pages for the website, write scripts even, 
because they're working smarter, not harder. Exactly. And if I didn't have ChatGPT, the stress and the cognitive load, I feel like my output would be worse just yeah. because there's more mental effort there, you know? It's just too hard otherwise. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right, awesome. Um, now, um, now we talk a lot about they ask you answer. We talk a lot about the big five at Red Pandas. Obviously, the big five is one of the key components of they ask you answer, which is the framework and methodology that we use. And essentially, they ask you answer is answering, addressing all the concerns that buyers have, fears, concerns, questions, to be the most trusted voice in your space, right? That's you know, we've got a lot of stuff on that on our website. You guys can check it out. But the big five, the big five are five, for people who don't know, are five areas that we all look for when we are ready to pull out our wallets, when we're ready to make a buying decision. And they are, um, let, let, okay, listen, let's do, see you know them? do you know them? Yeah, like, yeah, say yeah. same real quick. All right, ready? Cost yeah. and pricing, comparisons, problems, reviews, and best of list. Let's go. I got that <laughs> <There we> right. Go. <laughs> My brain's half dead, so I'm glad that you, okay, it, cool. was like, it was like a uh, test slash you say it. Yeah. I, I was so like, am I going to get that? <laughs> if you call all of that, they're the big five um, uh, areas that people, they're the five areas that people look for. Now, anyway, cool. That preamble aside, it's a big part of what we do and train clients on and coach them on. Talk to us how you mesh AI, ChatGPT, and the big five. Like how could you create content for what's your approach? And this is a great, again, this is a great one if you guys are watching. If you're not, definitely check out the video. How could you create content or a plan for the big five? Yeah, so I'm going to show an example for this. And just before that, I want to say if when, when you look at producing content for your website, it's a lot of work. Something like this can help you come up with over 100 article ideas for the entire year within minutes. So let's look at an example that can do that. You start with the training again, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so there's guidelines again. So you first ask ChatGPT, um, do you know what Big Five content is or shall I educate you um, so that you can answer my questions? And by the way, if you don't put that, because I have put that, <laughs> if you were like, give me Big Five content for whatever, it will just, it's like an idiot that doesn't know it's an idiot sometimes. Yeah. It'll be like, yeah, sure. And it'll give you random five, like nothing to do with Big Five. Yeah. So yeah, so you're right. You've got to train it. Do you know what it is? It's going to say no. And then you tell it. Yeah. And I think that's only applicable for things that, you know, there isn't a lot of information on the internet about. So if you were to ask ChatGPT to write you copy for Facebook and Instagram ads, you'd probably need less guidelines because there's already information on like direct response and all these other things, right? So anyhow, um, it basically acknowledges that and says, yep, teach me if uh, you want to. Teach me what it is. Yep. And then you tell it what it is. And then you provide it with that information. Um, so this one for people listening, it's like Lucas saying, okay, this is what a cost price article is. It's yeah. a cost thing thing. This is a verse article. This is what a best article in a short sentence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, that's awesome. So now you've trained it. Yeah. Then it basically regurgitates that information back to me in a summary to show me that it understands or what it understood. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah. It. I like that too because, you know, in the past I have noticed sometimes and it's important to read what it regurgitates because sometimes it gets it wrong and you have mm. to say, hang on, like this is what I meant by that part. Yeah. Um, so that's important to read as well. Just a quick hack. Um, and then it's then it's the, the real prompt, right? Then you ask it, okay, great. My goal is to produce. So I always start with the objective. So it knows what I'm doing. So my goal is to produce 156 pieces of content for articles on my website. The content IDs have to be uh, following the big five framework. And then I give it the categories that I'm producing content around. So for this example, I said paid media, PPC ads, and SEO are the right. three categories. For your business, it could be the main categories of your business. Yeah, it could sell. be like dog training if you're selling dog yeah, products, yeah, like and, you know, whatever Solar panels, batter um, solar batteries, whatever it is. Exactly, yeah. 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 
Then I ask it. And why 156, by the way? So I can't remember exactly why I came up with this, but I was ca- I was trying to calculate how many articles would you need in a year to produce three per a week. week. But then you, I, I think you. I got the number wrong. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so whatever number. Oh, wait, no. I didn't get the number wrong. Yeah, I got it right. Okay. 156 is three per week. That's why. Got you, got you. Okay, got yeah. you. Oh, cool. Awesome. I'll just get curious. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, then you basically ask it to produce 52 blog articles for each of those categories that you have on your website. And then you say for each of those categories, produce an equal amount of ideas for each of the big five topics. Right. So then what it's going to do is rather than just giving you random ideas for each of those three categories, it's going to break it up. So it's going to say, all right, for paid media advertisements, I'm going to give you five cost or pricing um, article ideas. I'm going to give you five review article ideas and so on. And just a quick disclaimer, this was too messy for me because I like to be organized. Right. So I basically gave it a few prompts at the end to turn it into a table just to get my final output, which looked like this. Yeah, so your final output is two columns. So go back, two columns. One column says topic, one column said uh, article ideas. So for example, topic was cost or pricing. Then it's got like five articles for cost or pricing. And that's just for paid media. This whole table oh, is just for, paid for that media. category. Okay, yeah. yeah, beautiful. Good point, good point, Luca. So you've got paid media, then you've got cost pricing, here are five articles. Comparisons, no, 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 no. five and so on. And then the same the same thing for um, uh, other categories yeah. as well. Yeah, then it goes into PPC, same exact thing. And then SEO, same exact thing. Now, it didn't actually give me 156 pieces of content here. It gave me 75. But that's still 75 more than I had it's, before. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It does that sometimes. Yeah, and it's, it an, it's annoying. It, it's like... Uh, it does some things that are great. It's like, oh, you you told me this and here's a summary. But then yeah. it does like a little annoying things. Like it'll give you 75 or whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't, this is just us being humans, right? It doesn't say, oh, sorry about that. I couldn't get 156 because of... Like, yeah, it doesn't you give you a reason. Yeah, you just got to put up just with it. Just accept it. Just but up with it. To, to be fair, if I wanted to continue this conversation and I actually wanted 156, I would then go ask it, um, hey, you missed 75 pieces or whatever it is. Can you go produce that? Well, the analogy I've heard you and Linda in the content team talk about... Um, is uh you know you got to treat it as an intern right <laughs> yeah yeah like you got to treat it as an intern so like interns make mistakes they're kind of dumb but like if you tell them exactly what to do they'll get it yeah, yeah i kind of see it like a human right um it's intelligence but you can't just expect the intelligence to know what to do without you being intelligent enough to give it the right uh prompt you know yeah cool cool all right and um, obviously cool it goes without saying like those tips can be used together you've got those articles then you could use lucas tips from the first part when he was talking about content creation and create the intro for them which i love obviously that got limited time today but that's just like a taste of what you can do there um i guess my final question is around like guidelines right because you speak a lot about guidelines you got to develop a guideline and say okay here you go chat gpt here's a guideline do acknowledge great now go ahead and do something for me right so what if you're starting without a guidelines? Like what's your advice to develop guidelines? So that is really interesting. So you have to reverse engineer chat GPT in order to develop the guidelines. So that what that means is you get chat GPT to te- and this sounds weird, but you get chat GPT to teach you mm. how to do something, right? So we'll look at an example of this, but just to give a quick summary, let's say you wanted to run ads, uh, you wanted to write copy for ads. You would ask chat GPT to teach you how to do that. What it gives you, that output, yeah. becomes like the help prompt. help me help you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that, that output it gives you is then the prompt you're giving it next time you want to teach it how to do ads because then it's following something, mm. you know. So let, let's look at an example. So so this is a reverse engineering example like uh, or developing guide. What is it? Is it developing guideline? So this guideline? is how to develop a guideline yep. via reverse engineering. Okay, cool. 
cool. And it's, it's actually simpler than it sounds. Reverse engineering is just a big fancy word, you know? So um, let's say our goal is to create copy for Facebook and Instagram ads. I would, and I don't know where to start. I don't have any guidelines. So I would ask ChatGPT, how do you create high converting copy for Facebook and Instagram ads? Can you teach me? It's going to then teach me a bunch of stuff, right? Now, I then know that it's missing some things. I want it to, you know, give some information on the different types of copywriting I can use, like direct response and so on. So I then say, are there different types or methods or modes, or modes sorry, of copywriting that I can use? And then it gives me that information. Now, all that information it gave me, I'm going to pop it into a Word doc. I'm going to format it how I want. I'm going to edit the information and that becomes my prompt. And then at the top of that, I'm going to write, hey, ChatGPT, I want to teach you how to uh, create uh, copy for Facebook and Instagram ads. Can you read these guidelines and then acknowledge you've understood and then we'll continue. Yeah. And then all this info. And then that's your prompt. So just by doing that, we've reverse engineered ChatGPT. We've got Net to teach us how to create a prompt for it yeah. for the next time we jump on. Which is a really good point. Like ChatGPT is designed to be so simple, but the problem with its simplicity, it never trains you unless yeah. you tell it. So what you're saying, it's like, okay, can you teach me how I can brief you essentially? Exactly. Here you go, Luca. Here's what you got to give me. And then what you said, so this is my brain processing it, right? Then what you said is like, okay, cool. Also make sure you include this in the brief. So also, and then next time you create it, you give it the prompt yep. and you give it what it, what you know and yeah okay yeah and it's not like so you might be thinking okay well if chat gpt is giving you that information why do you have to then give that to chat gpt next time because it already knows it right the thing is chat gpt is pulling information from all over the web so when you ask it to do something gen general like oh write copy for me for facebook and instagram ads who knows what sort of techniques and guidelines it's going to follow yeah. so you have to be specific with it so even though you're getting that information from chat gpt you can then edit that and turn it into something that suits you and then that gives it the, speci the specifics it needs to actually produce something that that's consistent and that you want, right? Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Uh, any passing thoughts on this one? I know we're almost actually, out of time. There's a tiny bit more. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm really excited for this bit. So, um, what you then do is then you so you've got your prompt now, your starting prompt. That's the guideline. But then what you have to do is you have to find out from ChatGPT what information it needs from you when developing the copy, right? Um, so rather than you assuming, oh, this is what it needs, I'm going to give it, you ask it, what else would you need if I would have want you to do copy for me for Facebook and Instagram ads? So you literally ask it that, right? And then it gives you a list of all the things it needs. So what your workflow would then look like, so we've developed guidelines here. So what your workflow would then look like if you were starting with ChatGPT is you would give it those initial guidelines, like I mentioned, then it would say, okay, yep, I've acknowledged, I'm ready, what's next? And then you would give it all this information specific to your ad. This is the brief. Yeah, this the is first the part is like, okay, it's, uh, maybe I'll confuse the two The first part is the prompt, yep. right? And you, 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 in the previous, earlier, you were saying, you know, it teaches you yeah, what the yeah, prompt yeah. is. So you've, you saved that already. First part, here's a prompt, I want Facebook ads. And next part, it's acknowledge it, awesome. Next part is the brief. Correct. And it gave you the brief. It told you what to fill out. Yeah, exactly. What's your objective? Who's your audience? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, awesome. and that's exactly how you develop. So we've started right now from scratch and now we've got two prompts to get started for creating some really great copy for Facebook and Instagram ads. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Man, that is so cool. Literally like, you know, it, uh, the stuff Lucas showed me yesterday blew my mind. Uh, but guys, if if you love that stuff and I'm, I'm sure... If you're not, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you know you can ever love AI. But uh, guys, this is not the only place. We, are, of course, we are running our They Ask You Answer conference on October 31st in Sydney Olympic Park. 
if you're in Australia or APAC region, buy tickets because there is literally, so uh, Luca's boss actually, Linda, there's literally a whole segment on prompts. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot more of this there, which is going to be amazing. And by the way, because I know, and I know we have international listeners because when I went to Chicago, I met a, a bunch of uh, lovely listeners of ours. If you can't make it, guys, like I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys can't make it, just email me. Email me moby at redpandas.com.au. Say, I can't make... If you're in Australia, I'm going to get you to come. Like, unless <laughs> someone's getting married, whatever, right? But if like, look, I can't make it, but I'd love to get a recording of that. Email me and I promise you, once the show's over, I'll get you guys a recording as well. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Amazing. Luca, thank you so much. And we'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. See ya, guys. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.